Hello, everybody. We're back, and you're on the island. I'm Taylor Gaines. We're here to talk about Survivor week number six. I suppose I should say, since it's Saturday at this point, I had a uh, bit of a wild week at the uh, at the old office, as the old people will say. So, unfortunately, I just quite literally didn't have time to uh, get ready before now. But we're here, we're back on the island, and we're at peace. Yeah, it's good. I've been excited. Uh, <laughs> you sound I, I know. It's well. It's morning voice. We don't normally record in the morning, so I gotta I gotta wake up a little bit. I gotta sip my. I don't drink coffee, so I gotta sip some water and get ready to go. I don't know if I introduced myself this no, time. I'm Tyler B. I'm Collins. doing it. I okay, do it. That's my right. job. Go. Go. <laughs> You're up. He's my favorite little twerp. He's here to talk week six Survivor. It's Tyler B. Commons. Woo. Okay. <clears throat> there you wow. go. Wow. Whoa. Voice is gone. Oh, speaking um, of voice. Your voice was terrible last week, as people may have noticed, and we are prepared to remedy that. Are you ready to come into the future, Ty? I think I'm ready. I've hopefully done a little stuff to remedy that. So. All right. All you have to do is say, I would like to join you in the future. I would like to join you in the future. And he's here. Tyler just transported it. right in front of me. Wow, 2017. It looks so crazy. It's not like anything I imagined. I thought we'd be flying by now in hover cars. Didn't we all? What a shame. Oh, man. I feel like my mind is awake. You said you're trying to wake up. I feel like I'm not tired at the end of the day. This is interesting. The whole the world looks different. <laughs> Does it look a little sunnier, a little brighter? <laughs> Enough about us. I'm Taylor. He's Ty. We're going to talk Survivor here on the island. Give me your tweet-length reaction to the results of week six. Allie Elliott voted out of Survivor Heroes vs. Healers vs. Hustlers. So my tweet is actually nothing about Allie this time, but this is how I feel. Jessica just needs to cut him off. She does. She (laughs) just has to get rid of him. Hashtag dead weight. She needs to do, spoiler alert, she needs to do like the kids in Stranger Things should have done right out the gate, and smash that stupid little weasel thing before it grows into a giant monster. Polywog. They called it a polywog. <laughs> okay, no, I won't spoil anything. Anyway, I'm getting fired up about an unrelated thing. My reaction is you can only get burned so many times before you're engulfed in flames. Hashtag War Eagle. Are you an Auburn fan all of a sudden? I need a little explanation for that one. Uh, well, Allie and Patrick both went to Auburn, and... They're both gone, so I just thought that was relevant. That's very appropriate. Sometimes my brain just can't catch up to your brain. (laughs) It's okay. I've known that for years, knowing how long it took me to graduate, so it's okay. Speaking of your brain not being able to catch up to my brain, let's take a look at our fantasy survivor. Do we have to? (laughs) For what feels like the sixth consecutive week, but is not quite because I had Simone, Ty lost a member of his team. His third pick and the fifth pick overall, Allie Elliott. Yeah, I tried to be eternally optimistic. I don't know if that's going to continue to happen this season. Because I'm down to four and you'd have, what, eight left? And just yes. running through, just running through, I don't, I mean, this is spoiler, spoiler alert, but 
I don't see anyone on my team winning individual immunity to get me back into it. But, I mean, we'll get to that. You have Desi, your first overall pick. I could see her winning. You have Ryan. Maybe he could come through with, like, a puzzle or something. No. Did you see Ryan this week? He single-handedly lost his tribe immunity. Hey, maybe and he no threw one blamed it, him. Maybe he... Th- um, yeah. Yep, you're totally right. I bet that's what he was doing. And then He's you have Lauren. If, if they do a fishing challenge, like that's her profession, so you could get something there. Um, have they? And then Ashley, a lifeguard. Maybe they'll have a swimming challenge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're not out of this. No, and I'm not a hundred. It's not like out. I have Cole, JP, Devin, and Ben on my team. Uh, let's just let's move on. What else we got today? I also have Jessica, Chrissy, Joe. And Mike Zahalski for posterity. But uh, yeah, it's not looking great for Ty. We'll get into the standings later. I will say in all the years we've done this, we've never had someone lose their entire team before the, uh, I don't know, before like the final five or four, maybe. (laughs) So it would be interesting considering there are only two of us if you lost your entire team like with several weeks remaining. Yeah, that would be a little bit of a letdown. I think maybe weirdly, and this could just be because I'm losing, maybe rule modification if we do a <laughs> two-person season again. I don't know. The, I mean, yeah, we'll see. <sighs> I can't think of a good transition, so I'll just say it. Let's do our power rankings. Every week we take a look at our top three players based off of that week's action, but this week we're going to take a little different approach because... The merge is coming, as we were teased with. If, if you don't watch the scenes for the next episode because you're interested in preserving the sanctity of each hour, I guess, then sorry, I just spoiled that for you. But the merge is coming, and we're going to do our top three based off of who we feel has the best chance going forward. So, Ty, who do you like the best with 12 people remaining? I have to say Ryan, sadly. The little weasel, the self-proclaimed weasel, as we talked about, he sets himself up, and right now he has a strong alliance of three. Um, you add Devin in the mix, and that's four, and there's some strength to hide behind. I think he's set his game up well, even though this episode kind of made me not as high on him as I was in the previous episodes this season. This episode, he kind of rubbed me the wrong way. What about you? Who you got number one? I'll say that I don't have him in my top three. Uh, I'm a little concerned. And I guess there's an easy argument to make that all the people he's voted out so far are obviously not on the jury. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. I'm concerned that he's taking on too much of a villain role and playing the part of someone who, when he gets to the final tribal council, everyone sits and looks at him and says we hate you and <laughs> doesn't vote for him. But yeah. he's definitely in my top five if we went that far. So my number one is Ben. And the reason for that is because I'm possibly just reading too much into the edit that we've been given. But I think that they've played it to look like, and I, I haven't decided on this. Like last year, I knew Sarah was going to win after what, like week seven or eight. But I'm not at that point of confidence. I just feel like, He's in a good position, both with his current tiny little tribe and with his former tribe. I feel like he's just an affable guy who can work people well. And he's kind of right in the middle physically where I don't think people will be threatened by him when there's still people like JP and Cole around. And I just feel like he has a good mix of traits to help bring him a long ways in this game. 
Yeah, sure. No, I definitely agree with that. I think he's positioned himself well, and he's building an alliance. He's got Dr. Mike and Lauren. I don't remember if Devin's on board with the way they're viewing the game right now, but, you know, for those reasons, I had him at number two. So, you know, you and me got him one and two. I think he's playing a fantastic game, and he is he's working with what he's got. I feel like he's not overstretching himself and playing the game too hard, which we know can get people in trouble. I think he's just playing the game as Ben. So I think that's working out well for him. My number two is Joe. I feel like you could probably argue I'm moving the goalposts a little bit because of what I just said about Ryan. But I think that obviously having an idol and being the idol finder is a good position to be in. And I thought it was interesting how much time they devoted to him finding the idol this week. We'll talk about that later, but it shined a different light on him that made me think, oh, maybe they are setting up a bit of a longer story here. And he's going to have to walk that fine line between this guy's so crazy, he's a genius, or this guy's so crazy that he doesn't actually know what he's doing. And we'll see how that plays out. But as one of two people, Mike being the other who did not crack my top three either, with an idol so far, and the way that he's played and been able to read people, I wanted to put him number two. Yeah, I didn't have Joe crack my top three, which is kind of strange because um, Desi, I think it was Desi or Rorik, I can't remember which one, has just been singing his, his praises about how smart he is at the game. And, you know, I think he got an unfair, well, not an unfair, I think he wasn't shown as intelligently playing the game in his episode one kind of style where he was crazy and he was throwing shade on people and he was just running around they didn't give him the intelligence that i think he's credited for so yeah he does have the idol but he did not crack my top three and i'll just go ahead and say it number three i've got chrissy which i could so arguably, do i okay you have her number three i also yeah, have I, chrissy number three Arguably, I feel like I could switch her and Ryan because if she plays it right and Ryan does make enough enemies, I think her and Ryan could be, you know, the power couple of the season to go on the episode three theme and hide behind Ryan until the end. And then in the end, everyone's going to be like, well, we don't like Ryan. So Chrissy, you definitely played the best game. You were in all the right votes you worked well with others you played a strong game and i think i think she's building a good resume right now yeah chrissy was my winner pick before the season and the only thing i'm concerned about with her so far is the fact that she seems really willing to lie to everyone and with stereotypes the way that they are i'm worried she could take more heat for that than ryan would so i hope that things keep going the way they are going for her but uh, we'll see. I, I feel like she's definitely smart enough to do it. I don't think she'll be able to win a lot of challenges, so she might have to take the Sari route <laughs> to the end. But yeah, people who have been voted out by her have repeatedly said, watch out for her. <laughs> so we'll have to see what people actually know on the island, you know, in the moment. You know what I am curious about? Like, why is the super idol such a big deal? Brian looked across the aisle and said, she looks weak. I'm going to try to screw up that tribe by giving her the super idol. And for some reason, that bond has led to Ryan turning on Allie to vote out Rourke and then turning on Allie to vote out Allie. <laughs> like, I just don't understand it. No, and it's not, they say super idol because of what it does, but it's not really a super idol because it's not getting them anything. At this point, it's a dead idol. All it did was get them a bond in the beginning that's, 
totally based on falsities. It's totally based on him being like, oh, I could tell you had a kind spirit. So, I mean, in that sense, all it did was create a false bond between those two. And it, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand why she's seeing it as he had her back when really he pitied her. Um, obviously Ryan played it off well and they've obviously discussed it. They've shown us that, but it just, I don't know. The super idol from episode one just doesn't really seem to be as big a deal to me as it seems to be them out there playing the game. It's strange, but let's see if, uh, let's see if our friend Sunday covers this in her weekly segment. Something we do every time on the podcast. We have former millennials versus Gen X survivor Sunday Burquest. Break down the week in Survivor, and it is called the Sunday Survivor Second. Let's give you that now, the Sunday Survivor Second. Hey guys, this is Sunday from Millennials vs. Gen X with this week's hot takes. You know, the vote before the merge is the first vote where the players actually have to make sure that they're voting out a threat, someone that they don't want to worry about at the merge. And in this case, it was Allie. Allie was seen as a strategic player, and he was harboring ill will towards Ryan. No matter what she said, he knew that that vote against her the week before could come back to bite him. So he had to get rid of her, and it was a smart move. Now we have Cole, who went from likable to a huge liability. Someone who's telling everybody he needs more food than they do does not work on Survivor, and I feel like he's probably in trouble. I like him, though. Then we have Joe getting the other idol. This guy has way too much power. I'm hoping the other players are seeing it and that they take him out early because if they don't, they're going to see him sitting in the final three. That's my hot take. Can't wait for the merge. Put your seatbelts on. This is when all the excitement takes place. See you guys next week. Thank you, Sunday, for giving us your takes this week. Uh, We'll talk about Cole, I'm sure, in a minute. But let's get into the tribal thing here. So Soko, they won reward earlier in the episode, got some pizza, got some smiles. We got a rare confessional from JP where he was like, these people can't win without me. They need me. And it was, you know, great, as always, to get a peek into his mind because... Everyone is, I'm personally desperate to know what's going on in there. Then later in the episode, they lost immunity at that challenge that one tribe figured out, hey, (laughs) if three of us hold it really tense, then the other person can literally just walk in and hold the rope at their side. And only one tribe figured that out. And they were able to win very easily. Soko lost again. Allie and Ryan, who were on the losing Hustlers tribe, went to their fourth tribal council out of six weeks. JP and Chrissy went to their third, and Allie did not survive. Ryan turned on her the week before to vote out Rourke, and they did not make up in time. So, by the way, a quick note on immunity. It was interesting. Allie said that they noticed during the challenge that the people on the ends were sort of the anchors and had to be the strongest, and that's why Ryan being in that position was so bad for them. And apparently she asked Jeff if they could switch, and I guess they weren't allowed to. Anyway, she didn't understand why Chrissy and Ryan picked JP. She walked out and said, you're kidding me. Why do you think that was the right move? I think it's the right move because Allie 
understands. Okay, so I was having a conversation with someone this week about Survivor and how it's changed um, from the early seasons. Because the early seasons, you literally were fighting to survive. And I just, I feel like nowadays it's not as difficult. There's always tons of food around they give you luxury items to hang out with as reward items it's not here you get flint day nine or here you get one fishing net you know and they said this at the beginning it's a social game and i think ali knows how to play the social side where i don't think jp has a strong social side so it's the right move to get rid of her even going into those individual immunities because at some point I doubt JP is going to go on a run where he wins every single individual immunity. And, and Ali knows how to work the social side. Yeah, and, and JP will probably be loyal, I would think. Aside from that, even if JP did win every immunity challenge, despite what the editors were trying to tell us this week, mm-hmm. I don't think he would win. Like, that, that never happens. When you have a guy who wins all the challenges, he either loses one and gets voted out or makes it and no one respects his game anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. The evolution of the game, you no longer have to be the breadwinner. Yeah. You no longer have to be the guy that individually wins immunity rewards for your team. Like, that's great, and you want to have that guy around for a long time, and I think they do. They have a bunch of strong guys this season but something like Cole, Cole is endearing. Devin, Devin is a nice guy who socially gets along well with people. And they're both strong as well. So I think, you know, JP, if you put him, if you want to build up that strong guy resume, he's automatically in third place to the other two strong guys who can take over challenges and win them. Right. As far as Ali goes, this was a hard fall. I mean, after I think week two... I had her number one in my power rankings. She seemed like she was in control at the Hustler Tribe. And everything flipped last week when Ryan decided to vote out Rourke instead of Chrissy. Because that put him in power over her and put her just completely on the outs. And she went from being in a really strong position to all of a sudden out of the game. And it was pretty hard to watch because people liked her. Uh, just as far as from what I've seen on online, you know, like fans liked her and she had a really tough, tough ending. Yeah. I mean, I liked her. I and just, Ryan I played f- her. Ryan played her like crazy too. Like he kept lying and kept bringing her back in and just crushing her dreams over and over. Yeah. No. And I think this is the time to talk about it. They're basically the opening of this episode was them getting back to tribal. And I feel like she was approaching it calmly to start with. She was like, oh, wow, we'll pull over my eyes or something, you know, that typical phrase. But and then Ryan just went off on her. And then later in a confessional, he's like, yeah, that didn't look good for her. And I'm sitting here thinking it looked way worse for you. I don't know what we missed because we had to miss something because Allie was the one who I feel like was being attacked. My understanding in the interviews is that she said, you know, hey, you can discuss this in front of everyone. They all voted with you. Just tell me. And he started saying something about how she was too close to Rourke. And she took offense to that, like, as you saw a little bit in the episode and said, what are you talking about? I barely knew her compared to you. The truth is that Ryan was trying to not tell the facts about the super idol thing. And he had to make something up and kind of got on the defensive. You're right. When he said that, I was like, dude, you sound like a like a jackass right now, you know, (laughs) and it started throughout the episode when he started to try to draw her back in and then voted her out anyway, 
the main question I wanted to ask you this week when we got together was, do you think Ryan is actually a villain? Yeah, I think it wasn't edited that way to start, but I think he's definitely a villain in the sense that he will betray anyone, ruin trust with anyone in order to further his game, which is, you know, the survivor villain mold. I I think if it suits him at some point, even two or three votes from now, he'll cut Chrissy down and kind of play it off like, well, guys, look how smart she was, blah, blah, blah. And I think he's really, he's a really good villain. I will say that. He's a self-proclaimed weasel. But yeah, he's definitely shifted from one of my favorites. Obviously, he's my number one power ranking. But as far as like people I like, he's definitely not in my top three or four anymore. And at the beginning of the season, he was. Speaking of liars, did you read about the lie that Chrissy allegedly told to Allie? Um, oh, I did. I can't remember well, exactly. Well, so apparently... the loved one? Yeah, apparently they were talking about the loved one's visit. And they were having, like, these good personal conversations. And Chrissy said, oh, man, Allie, I can't wait to see you run and jump into your sister's arms. <laughs> and Allie was like oh my God, maybe I have a chance. Like who would say something that personal and like specific <laughs> if they didn't mean it? And cold-hearted Chrissy, I guess, just cut her down anyway. Allie said after the game, I don't know what was real and what wasn't with Chrissy. Yeah, Chrissy is really good at this game and really good at manipulating people and just just getting her way. And yeah, when I read that, I was like, man, she is, she's scary good at this game because she can lie with a straight face because she can make you feel comfortable while stabbing you in the back and for those who way. watched Allie's post-game confessional where she said if Chrissy lies like that she's gonna win that's the lie she said that she was specifically referring to now I do want to touch on a couple other things because Allie had a long history in her short time on the game she did say she tried to defend the knowing Patrick before the game thing you know, she said Simone would have been the first vote out regardless. But, you know, from like a purist standpoint, it's probably good that they're both gone, right? Yeah. I mean, you don't want people coming in with an advantage. And I think knowing someone ahead of time is definitely an advantage. And I so when we first saw that, I thought they were like, you know, maybe acquaintances, maybe out of class. But no, they were definitely friends. <laughs> and I just I don't think that's a good look for the casting for the entire group being out there, two people having this huge advantage. So I just, I want to say that them being gone doesn't make me sad, especially Patrick. I don't feel bad about that. Allie, I do feel kind of bad about. I feel like she got the short end of the stick on this, but I think she's someone that, you know, it wouldn't be bad for Survivor to bring her back. I think she was playing well. She just kind of got screwed over by villain Ryan in Liar Chrissy. Jeff Probst said this week that Allie was someone he'd like to have back. I'm going to give you three names. I'm actually curious. These are the three people I think would be the most interesting to bring back from this season so far. Tell me which one of these you would like to see come back for a second chance. Alan Ball, Allie Elliott, Rourke Luskin. I can only pick one of the three? Yeah. Oh, man. Honestly, I think I think I was more hype on Allie than the other two. I think all three of them would make great candidates for people to bring back. But because I was on Team Allie for so long, she's definitely the one that I feel like 
I would enjoy watching play the game again the most. Maybe it's because Alan, all you got to see was his crazy side, and Rourke <laughs> really only had one episode dedicated to her. Um, and she looked great in that one episode. But yeah, I got to say, I'm on the alley train. I think Alan would be the best TV character to bring back. But personally, I'd want to see Rourke because hearing her post game and some of the ideas that she had cooked up to try to like make things happen, I think she could be a really interesting mind just to have. Uh, and was obviously moderately entertaining and tribal when she got voted out. So I'd like yeah, to see I her. Think she, I think she would be one of those great people. So like, if there was a novel written about Survivor where you could watch what's happening but also hear her inner voice, I think that would be a fantastic pitch for Rourke. But, <laughs> you know, Allie, Allie wears it all on her sleeves. In our weekly Is JP a Genius update, I just want to mention... The way that Jeff approached him at Tribal was so interesting. He was like, I can't get this guy to say anything. What 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 can I do? And he was like, JP said something really interesting just now by saying nothing. And he still wouldn't say anything. Yeah, he's he's one of the people stuck back in the first five seasons. Seriously, that's that's the way it is. He's out there and he wants to be the provider. He doesn't want to make waves. You know, he has a very this is the way I do first dates, and this is the way first dates happen. <laughs> try, tip, um, try tip salad. Try tip salad. It's a try tip salad. Um, I don't know what that is. It's a try tip salad, and it's delicious. And, you know, you just hang out, and you watch the stars on the beach, and you, you try tip salad, and you have fun. Yeah, you know, it's, but, uh, and then you just uh, you see where things go. See where things go. It's, it was funny, too. Allie was like, I have no idea what he's thinking, ever. <laughs> and Chrissy was like, he plays a quiet game. <laughs> yeah, I liked referring it as a quiet game because I don't know if he's actually aligned with anyone or if people are just like, well, I'm not against him. You know, if that's why, if that's his strategy, it's working well so far. I mean, he made it to the merge. I'm not convinced he knows he's on Survivor. I think he might think that he got like abducted and he's on an island and he just has to keep winning challenges to stay alive. I'm not sure he knows what's going to happen when he walks down that aisle with his unlit torch. <laughs> and I, he, I, I don't know why it made me think of this, but you know, you know, in uh, Space Jam, all the little aliens have their like just working to survive on Moron Mountain. For some reason, that's all I could think of when you were describing JP. He's like that little blue guy. <laughs> that's a very specific reference, but yeah, you know. Oh, God. Yeah, he's. I think he might be a genius, but we'll see. I'm riding Team JP like you rode Team Ty last season. Good, I like that. Team Ty. Oh, Speaking of strong, brutish people who might have no idea what they're doing, let's talk about the Yawa tribe and our friend Cole Metters. Okay, let me just ask you this, Ty. You said a minute ago that Cole is endearing. Is he... His story is endearing. He lives in a car and he takes underprivileged kids out into the wilderness and teaches them to survive. It's not endearing in the sense that Jessica has fallen in love with his body and can't stand to see him go through pain. Like this week, he passed out because probably food or water. I don't know what. And that Ben had an awesome interview where he was like, Look, I bet the dude just got jacked getting ready to come out and make his TV debut when he really should have been worrying about, like, strategy and how to play the game. He was just worried about... Well, he also should have been worried about putting on a few pounds because I think most people, when they go on the show, probably 
adjust their diets a little bit in advance to get ready. But I think Cole was like downing protein shakes like two days before he went out there. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. Yeah, he's just not, I mean, he's a Greek god. I think they said that in the beginning, but he's not able to sustain that on a cup of rice and coconuts. So I think that really messed him up. Strategically, he's all over the place. Anytime there's a secret advantage, as in he knows who has an idol, he decides to tell three people that he's not aligned with for some reason. I can't figure it out. I don't... He's he's charming. He has a nice smile. He's got Ashley or Jessica in his back pocket, but he just doesn't have the strategy of Survivor down, which is clearly his downfall. He's bad around camp. He's bad at strategy. He passed out because even though he was annoying everyone by eating too much food, he still wasn't getting enough food. And they, I feel like they've been playing up his downfall for weeks now. And I'm just don't know when he's going to get voted out, but it's got to happen. Him, oh, for sure. Sh- He's yeah, one of sure. three people. He's one of three people who has not been to tribal yet with Jessica and Mike. Yeah, I just he he's gonna skate by. I think I think he's gonna make it four four more episodes maybe um, because he's gonna win immunity or get close second on immunity. Everyone besides Jessica is gonna realize he's not a strategist and not feel threatened by him. So I think he's gonna stick around, especially if JP is the physical beast and keeps winning challenges then he's not he's not threatening at all. You know what's so. interesting from an editing standpoint too, the Jeff said that every time there's a medical incident, the medical team goes out and checks people out, you know, just to make sure their vitals are all right or whatever. But I think the editors want us to dislike Cole so much that after he passed out, he didn't even get that we didn't even see the medical team come out. It was just like, "Oh, Mike and Jessica are taking care of him because he's a doctor and she's a nurse. And it was just kind of interesting. Another good week for Mike, by the way, after last week, he got that nice little underdog moment. This week, he caught his own fish, wasn't a very big fish, burned it, and then shared it with everyone, even though Cole caught a much bigger fish and ate it all himself. Yeah, Mike is getting a lot of positive airtime, which is good to see because he was one, I think I had him really low in my power rankings to start um, because I thought he was kind of a, a weirdo, kind of a creep. But to see that he is genuinely out there to play the game and make friends and obviously not be the dominant alpha provider, but he's providing and he's making making waves and people are starting to like him. You know, that's good for him. Good for Dr. Mike. Good for Good for Joe. He found an idol this week. Let's move to the last tribe, Levu. And this will be the last time we talk about an individual tribe this season, Ty. How do you feel? I'm excited. I'm excited for the merge to happen. I want to see all the personalities because I was going through, I was running through in my head. Right now we have two separate alliances of three. Devin can jump back in to make an alliance of four. We're going to merge with 10 people left. Is that correct? 12. 12. Okay. So you have to have at least seven to guarantee that you're going to have the vote. So I am i don't know. I want to see which two alliances come together to make a big move that doesn't step on each other's toes. You know, I didn't dive into the map and draw Venn diagrams for who's overlapping who. And It's very confusing because at this point, there's alliances all over the place. Like there's the original tribes, there's the new tribes, there's the alliances within those tribes. It's like, who knows? I sidetracked you too much. What, what did you think of Joe finding the idol? I was a little concerned how much time they spent humanizing it, as I kind of said earlier. 
I think Joe is a much stronger player than we think he is. Um, or at least I think he is. I was not swayed by him early game. And then he talked about, you know, he's out here and he's playing for his kids and finding these idols, you know, it's for his kids. So he also has a story. Everyone brings in this story of why they're out there, why they're doing what they're doing and making Joe seem more human. It's it's weird. They're shifting from him being the villain, Ryan being the angel to him sort of being middle of the road and Ryan becoming the villain. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's do almost you, like the think? editors know that people watch the show and analyze the editing and they're trying to trick people now in ways that are even more nefarious. <laughs> they're like, we're going to do this for a while, then we're going to switch it to this. And it's just kind of weird. He got the episode title, by the way. I've been keeping track. We haven't had a single person get two episode titles yet. Alan had one. Patrick had one. Jessica had one. Devin had one. Ben had one. And now Joe had one. Dang, they're spreading the wealth because last season, Debbie had three or four episode titles in a row. But, you know, Debbie, she likes to talk, so... The only other thing I wanted to mention from this tribe, because not much happened there this week, was this is what you get here on the island. I thought the poses that the production team gave to Devin and Ashley during their interviews were very distracting. Ashley had one where she was like fully laid out across the beach with her hand holding her head up and talking. And Devin had one where he was like peeking through a tree and like resting his arms over the limbs. And it was just very weird. Yeah, I was also a little bit distracted by that. Uh, you know what I did love, though? Sorry, jumping back a second. Where Mike, when Mike dropped the fish in the fire and Ben literally just turns and looks up and stares at the camera. I thought that was like one of the best moments from this episode. But yeah, that tribe, there's really not much going on. So they're just kind of reminding us of who's in it and getting ready for the merge. At least that's how I felt. My favorite moment actually was from a thing that I think only happened if you were watching live on TV because Lauren said right before the first break, Cole's digging his own grave. And then it went to commercial and it was like, Survivor is sponsored by Kohl's. Ah, isn't it ironic? By the way, challenges, good again this week, I thought. Not great equalizers at the end, like you actually had to be good the whole time. And the waves and the reward challenge were amazing. And the uh, second one was moderately entertaining. Obviously, once that one tribe figured it out, it lost a lot of entertainment value. But yeah, two good challenges again. They've been improving. Mm-hmm. For sure. And the only other thing I want to mention before we get to the merge is just something I was thinking about. You know, when the tribes are standing there and the tribe that lost walks out and Jeff is like, blah, 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 voted out at the last tribal council. I wonder what that moment's like, you know, because to you out on the island, that person's dead now. Like, it's literally like a person was there and now they're not. And I just thought that was interesting to think about. Yeah, it's it going to be difficult because... In, in most people's cases, besides Patrick and Allie, you've only known that person for three or four days. So it's uh, it's interesting to see and judge because people, you live on first impressions out there. And when someone goes that gave you a good first impression, you just see the shock on their face. So that's it. No more heroes, no more hustlers, no more heroes. I don't even remember which one I already said. Who cares? They're gone. Levu's gone. Soko's gone. Yawa's gone. The game can start now, Ty. The playoffs are here, as Ryan said. The merge is here. The show has been steadily improving over the last couple weeks, and I'm hoping it can get back to high-quality Survivor in the home stretch here. 
Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, the game definitely picks up when you get to the merge because everyone is not thinking about making to the merge. Everyone's made it just to bar Ryan again. Everyone's made it to the playoffs. Now they're there and they got to win. And I'm excited to see, like I alluded to earlier, how alliances are going to interact with other alliances and who's going to what alliance is going to outlast the other alliances, and then when are they going to start turning on each other? This is when the game gets really, really good, and I'm excited. And I think we have we had some duds this season, and I think most all the duds are gone. Um, everyone else left has personality and care, and you want them to do well. So I'm excited. Yeah, it's all about getting to the end now. And uh, yeah, so let's let's get ready for it, man. Every week on this show. We pick who we think is going to get voted out next week, and we put some points on it for our fantasy survivor standings, which currently don't bode well for Ty. As we mentioned, he only has four people left on his team. I have eight, and I currently have 80 points to his 48. Gone but not forgotten. We each put three points on Allie last week, so good for us. We are now six for 12 on the season. What do you say we get above 500 here? Let's do it. You ready? I am ready. My picks for week number seven, the merge. R. Cole, four points, because how long can this go on? <laughs> Joe, or sorry, JP, three points, because mm, he's strong, I guess. And Ashley, three points. Medevac, Joe Del Campo. Good guy, Joe Del Campo. All right. Well, here's to hoping that both of us have good insight, because I also have four points on Cole. I think it's time that when the strong people lose, they're going to get kicked out. So in that mindset, I also had four points on JP, not three, and two points on Devin. Because I'm not sure, but I feel like Chrissy has taken Devin's place as Ryan's right-hand man, woman, man-woman. So yeah, that's my breakdown. One of those strong people, I think one of the strong guys is going to go home next week because everyone wants to make a big move immediately. And that's all I got. That's what I think is happening. Oh, Medivac, Lauren. I'm going to go Lauren. I don't know why. I think she's probably the toughest person out there besides Ben. So it'd really take a lot. But for some reason, I'm putting points on Lauren this week. All right. There you have it. We'll be back next time. I don't know if the merge episode is longer, but if it is, we'll get into it all. And I can tell you that we are getting closer to having a special guest come on the podcast. Uh, We are working on the details post-merge here, so get ready for that. And make sure you go on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and subscribe. You've probably already done that. Give us a rating and write a little review. We're going to start reading the reviews on the podcast. How about that? I like that. That'll be fun. I want to get the people involved. So whatever you say, whatever you write, we have to say it. Mm, now you're getting risky. <laughs> oh, yeah. So do that. I hope you have enjoyed your time on the island. We're now a cruise ship. That's how I'm going to talk now. Oh, gosh. Bingo. That's all we got. Survivor. Heroes vs. Heroes vs. Hustlers. I'm probably going to stop saying that now that it's over because I don't like it. Survivor Season 35 on the island. I'm Taylor Gaines. He's Tyler B. Commons. You can find him on Twitter at Tyler B. Commons, and I am at Gaines Taylor. We will be back next week for more Survivor. Bye.